the only podcast which doubles as a dating app. This is Bombers. Everybody, welcome back to Bombers after our week off. It was, it was great. It was pretty nice, actually. I had a good time. I am Bomber number five, Anthony, aka Deg, and I am joined by Bomber number three, Zyber, aka Zyber. 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 So, what'd you do with the week off, Zyber? I went to a anime convention and yeah. ate sushi. That- <clears throat> Those add up. Those That seems like a thing that you should do at an anime convention. And then I found two Zelda amiibo I was missing. I actually found like a lot more, but they were like 40 bucks each, so I bought two of them. Yeah, the Zelda run stuff is pretty limited. They're, they're getting pretty pricey. Which ones you grab? I got uh, Twilight Princess Link and the 8-bit Link. Nice. So... They didn't even have a Skyward Sword link, which I've never actually seen before. So I don't actually. They apparently it exists, but this one, this one right here that I'm showing you, Skyward Sword link. That's Breath of the Wild. Is it? Hold on. Uh, Skyward Sword link. Uh, this one, right? No, that's Link Awakening, which I have that too. Which was Hold fun, on. because that was one where I went to a GameStop and I found it. I was like, wait, why is it here? It turns out the person who pre-ordered it never picked it up. Is it... Is this one, right? Uh, That's the Twilight Prince. I think that's the Twilight Princess? What about this one? Oh, yes. I think that's Skyward Sword. Yeah, this one's definitely Skyward Sword. Anyways, yeah, I have all those Zelda ones. Which ones are you still missing? Oh, and Skyward Sword, obviously. <laughs> Uh, let me pull up my list. I, I have the list. I am missing Skyward Sword, Young Link Smash Bros. version, Wind Waker, Zelda, and Smash Ganondorf. Which is really crazy that I'm missing Smash Ganondorf. That was before I was really trying to collect them, and he just doesn't really exist anymore. Yep. He also wasn't in the at the store I went to. I don't think that he's gotten a reprint either. Uh, I think other, that's than, it. other than the second run, because they did, I think they did two runs of most of the early Smash Brothers stuff, but haven't gone back to it for a while. Yeah, I know some people who got it when he first came out, so I guess all I have to do is just beg them to let me have him or something. Yeah, if, if, gotta cut a deal somehow. I also need to double check if I actually have all the other ones, because I'm not sure if I actually have a non Smash Bros. Young Link, unless well, that's just the mask one think i have that yeah there's the majora's mask non-smash brothers link and there's the wind waker non-smash brothers link and those are the only young links apparently i have one yeah i just need to double check yep well uh before this becomes bombers the amiibo collecting episode (laughs) we've got a bunch of other cool stuff for the episode don't we zyber not really oh this was definitely the coolest topic to have well i don't tell them that. They'll stop listening. All right. Well, I guess there is something I can talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, so, I, you know I, you know how, like, three weeks ago or four weeks ago, you had the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew? Yeah. Well, there is a twin to that. Oh, the yeah. Frostbite Mountain Dew, which is based off of the Cool Ranch Doritos, like the Flamin' Hot's Flamin' Hot Doritos. Uh, that sounds miserable. And I finally found them. Apparently, they are Walmart exclusive. So Haley went to Walmart yesterday, and she's all like, yeah, I found them. Well, Zyber, why don't you crack that bad boy open and tell me if I'm going to have to go to Walmart later? All right, I'm just going to post a picture real quick in the OnlyFriends chat. We can talk about that later. Ooh, tease. Tease. Oh, boy. All right. Yeah, this, does, this looks terrifying. So it's a nice blue. Uh-huh. I see that. I don't really... I mean, it smells just like Mountain Dew to me. I don't really smell any particular thing outstanding from it. Okay. 
What? It tastes like blue. That's all? Just blue? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't... Yeah, I can't really think of what to describe it as. Just blue. That's exceedingly disappointing. I was hoping that it would have that weird, cool ranch weirdness to it. Well, it's got, like, some kind of, like, practically texture spice thing to it, but... I'm sorry, did you say texture? Well, you know, like how carbonation is practically a texture. Oh, okay, I see. That that kind of thing. As opposed to, like, chunks of something floating in your Mountain Dew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it says frostbite. So you gotta bite into it. Yeah. This does not... So it's not bad. It's not really good either compared to other Mountain Dew flavors. It sounds like it's not much of anything. Yeah, like it's not even special like the spicy one. Yeah, if you're going to do a novelty, lean in. Make it weird, you know. Make get it fun- minty. Get funky with it. Have it have that, that <laughs> sour cream tang to it. Ugh, that would be so gross. I would drink that. I would still drink it, absolutely, for the novelty, is what I'm saying. I but say all, uh, even though I didn't it, drink the gingerbread one. If all it does is taste like blue, what even is the point? Yeah. I, I actually ended up picking up the blue, like the... Voltage? No, uh, the blueberry, like... Um, uh, Dr. Pepper, that's what it is. The, oh, uh, Dark Berry, yeah. The Dark Berry, yeah. I like that, because it's like Raspberry Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, yeah. That is a blue that is worth drinking. I wish there was a zero sugar option, or at oh, least a the... diet option. This, they only have regular, to my knowledge. Hmm. I mean, I just bought whatever was on the shelf, because I went, ooh, Berry Dr. Pepper, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I got... I got that at a Target, and I got the check out. The person was just all like, is that, "What is that?" I go, "It's dark berry," and she goes, "She's about to say, is it good?'" And I go, "I haven't tried it yet." So she's all like, <laughs> "Well, if I ever see you again, you'll have to tell me." Yeah, is it good? Well, considering I didn't want to steal any, I don't know. It's not like grapes; I can't just take one out of the bag and then pay for it anyway. So. I guess I, I might try finishing this Mountain Dew. Maybe it just needs to go back in the fridge for a bit longer, or the freezer even. Then I'll really bite into it. Oh boy! Then it'll be real frost. Like, did you ever make bite. like the soda popsicles when you were a kid? Oh yeah, you freeze up some pop and yeah, it's fine. Sell them on the street. What? Yeah. Then have neighbor kids jealous that you're doing that, and so then they try to sell water <laughs> on the street. Oh sell them on the street. I heard throw them on the street and my brain stopped. I was like, why? What are you doing, Zyber? Try to make this three all sticky so the uh, cars will get stuck to them and then and then they'll the be cars. stuck and then they'll be all like hot because of summer and we'll be like, well, hey, we got some popsicles over here. <laughs> we got this frozen pop. Don't mind how the street got sticky. <laughs> then you can be like, hey, if you're not going anywhere, why don't you listen to this cool podcast? Little kid me, what's a podcast? No. You mean the radio? Yes. Uh, That was drinks and foods. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, if you you were to have a car break down outside of your house because of all of the pop on the street, what would you tell them about our show? Segway. There's a bra in my mouth. Oh, you're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. It tastes so much better than the Mountain Dew. Stop. Drinks and foods is over, so no more foods for you. But pizza brat. After the show. Save it for the post-show. If you want to listen to Zyber eat his brat, tune in to the post-show this week. All right. Well, now it's time for everyone's favorite section of the show, Bombastic News. The news that Bombastic. As mentioned before, if for some reason you always had an issue listening to our podcast because you only ever pay attention to YouTube, well, here's your chance to listen to our podcast on YouTube. Just look up This Is Bombers, and you'll find it. I have proven this. By looking up This Is Bombers? On YouTube. Did you find it? Yes. 
Wow. Like the very first thing that popped up. That's some really good, um, uh, what do you call it? Search, search optimization. I don't know. Well, there was no spaces too, so. Yeah, search optimization. Let me see what happens if I put spaces between this is and bombers. Something bad, I'm sure. This is a bomb. Yep, it does not show up. <laughs> it definitely does not. So make sure you search with no spaces for this is bombers because that's how search optimization works, I guess. Oh, now it's not showing up for this is bombers with no spaces either. That's strange. you broke the internet. I did break what else, it. What else is cool in information? Uh, well, if you want to go, oh, if you look up podcasts, then it shows up instantly. This is bombers podcast. You also have to click search for with no spaces instead of it being like, hey, we searched for spaces because we thought you typed it wrong. Shut up, internet. I typed exactly what I meant to. What are we talking about? Sorry, something about a website? Yeah, so uh, we have a website at nice. <laughs> thisisbombers.com where you can find everything that you need to know about the Bombers, including our Discord server, our Twitch channel where we play games regularly, our Twitter accounts where you can be updated on whenever a new podcast episode comes out, and our Patreon where you can become a friend, best friend, acquaintance, or bombastic produce bomb. Bomb deucer, executive. Bomb deucer. Something like that. You got there eventually. Where you just give us money and stuff happens. Good, Good stuff. stuff. Like stuff you can be like. a part of the Only Friends channel on our Discord, where you can Ooh. see a lovely picture of Mount Dew Frostbite currently. And also dogs. And, and also dogs and cats. And you can join in in the pictures of dogs and cats all you want. We will not yep. recommend you. There's no YouTube yet on our website, though. That might change, though. Who knows? Yeah, working on that. That is bombastic news. Yep. Oh, you can, you can something Patreon join our awesome best friends Ann and Rob, and our friends Haley, Aaron, Minted Peas, and Reaper, who are always chilling with us with our pictures of cats and dogs and Mountain Dew. Thank you also to our acquaintances. Yes, thank you to our acquaintances. Um, so, Zyber, we missed last week because uh, we were we were both taking vacations. And uh, it was nice and all. But looking back, there were actually some pretty good games that came out last week that we should probably at least give a little bit of lip service to. All right. Let's kiss them now. Uh, not really what I meant, but uh, let's see. Last week we had on 524, which was certainly a day, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which is like a shipbreaking game in space. And uh, it's supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I don't have the time for these kind because of, it's one of those like, I like grind, grind your way up the, the chain earning money and additional tools and blah, blah, blah type of game. I don't have the time for that kind of stuff, but it's supposed to be a pretty good one. From some of the articles I was seeing. Okay. Then on 526, Sniper Elite 5 came out for uh, the Playstations, the Xboxes, and on PC. Have you played any of the Sniper Elite games at all? No, I feel like I might like them because I do enjoy sniping. Yeah, I very much like them. I think I've played 2 through 4, maybe 3 and 4. I don't quite remember. Um, so I definitely plan to pick this one up at some point. Hopefully it'll go on sale this summer and I can get it a little bit cheaper, but yeah. they are very good, like, um, pseudo stealth, but mostly sniping. And it's got the cool, like x-ray when you see which body parts explode when the bullet hit them type of ridiculousness. I do like that. Cause like when I play like the call of duty and halo campaigns or, uh, Borderlands, I always love being in the back and just sniping people. Yeah, and this is basically just that. Does that uh, mean that all... that means I won't have a partner up front to keep distraction, no, though? that is the catch. You have to be a little bit sneaky and think like a sniper constantly. It kind of reminds me of Hitman, but you're a sniper. Yeah, similar-ish. Whereas Hitman is all about, like, 
you know, changing costumes and being sneaky. Sniper is like World War II era, sneaking around with camo, don't get spotted, change up your sniping spot type of stuff instead of sneaky infiltration with spy style. Now, question, stuff. can I snipe with a rocket launcher? Uh, technically, yes. If you're good enough, I suppose you could snipe. Or you could just use the rocket launcher as a rocket launcher. <laughs> I'm seeing a video now of the sniper guy and, you know, tall grass and a guy with a question mark is approaching. He just does the, you know, the take and take down. And then another guy starts question marking and walks over. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is how they do. Uh, then on 527... I know uh, we were really looking forward to this one. K.O. the Kangaroo. Yeah. PlayStation, PlayStation 4 or 5, the Xboxes, the Switch and PC. Um, you know, the, the very call back to PlayStation 2 era platformer, mascot platformer type stuff. Yeah, I had no idea that K.O. the Kangaroo was an existing mascot platformer. But now that I know that it has a reboot coming, which is very Crash Bandicoot-esque with a bit more 3D-ness to it, I'm just like, well, of course, I will try new platformers. I love platformers. So I take it then you are absolutely going to pick this one up? Yep. Uh, it is uh, out tomorrow of this recording, so people listening to this on Monday being all like, but it's already out. Well, not for us yet. <laughs> yeah. We recording this in the past. Well, we'll have to talk about that if if you're planning on getting that, you know, at release. We'll have to talk about that game next week. Well, I don't know about that because we still haven't played Kirby, and I also just bought. Uh, you're the Def worst. I also bought Deathloop and. Um, well, I like Deathloop. Uh, what's that other newer game that came out in in Japan? Like it takes place in Japan and Ghostwire. Oh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah, those those were on uh, sale with the sale going on. So I was like, the yeah, I'll days take of those. Play. Yeah, it was like Ghostwire is already like it was like almost fifty percent off or something like that. It's like, yep. did this just come out? I ended up with Days of Play. I I picked up uh, Rift Apart. So good, it's a good game. That'll be coming to me eventually. Um, and also on the twenty seventh. Microsoft Flight Simulator got some Top Gun Maverick DLC, uh, which I think is kind of entertaining. Yeah, my dad was super all like, oh, new Top Gun movie's coming out, yay! I'm just like, good for you. <laughs> I'll probably watch it at some point, but I don't think I'll watch it in theaters, so <clears throat> I have to wait for it to hit some sort of home video streaming, etc. It'll probably go on HBO or something. I imagine it will, yeah. Uh, as for this upcoming week's releases, Zyra, are you ready? It is a smaller lineup. On Wednesday, June 1st, Silt is coming to the PlayStations, the Xboxes, the Switch, and the PC. Uh, this is a very interesting looking... Uh, it sort of makes me think of like Limbo, Limbo. in the Ocean. Limbotion. Limbotion? Yeah. Oshimbo. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Uh, it, coming out from Fireshine Games. It also reminds me of like a black and white Rayman Legends. Yeah, like, it's got a... They also a had like ocean going. levels that are very similar looking to this. Uh, this lo looks like <clears> it's <throat> shaping up to potentially be another Indie Darling style game along those lines. Uh, so that might be something to check out. Uh, I don't like water, so I'll probably pass on this one because it'll probably freak me out. Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia? Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. Ocean's scary is basically what I'm saying. We also have uh, the next day, Thursday the 2nd, Diablo Immortal coming to mobile and pc this is the you know people yep, the, that have the diablo phones. yeah the diablo mo mobile game don't you people have phones i don't care i don't even much like like great sentence there anthony i, I don't also don't much like care great sentences I, I don't much care for the diablo style like uh dungeon crawler type games to begin with 
and this is a very sad mobile version of that so i'm gonna hard oh. pass when i was playing diablo 2 it was just like really easy compared to when i was playing diablo 5 maybe 4 or 5 of friend and i was dying constantly so i don't know well they're only up to diablo 3 so are they yeah <laughs> i guess it was diablo 3 then it must have been then they they made diablo 3 and then remade diablo 2 got it yep that's what they did and now we have diablo immortal that's number five. It's technically two and a half. It's like the pre-sequel. It takes place between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3, apparently. The sequel pre, then? No, the pre-sequel. Yeah, but like, it takes place after already existing sequel, but... So oh. the sequel pre... Hmm. I get... You know what? That's making my brain hurt, so I'm going to move on to the next game, which is coming out on Friday the 3rd. It is Loopers. Uh, it is actually a re-release of a game that previously was on PC. Is that coming... like that one movie, Loop Loopers? No. It's coming to Switch. It is a science fiction visual novel. Oh, like the movie. Key. Yeah, sure. Um, the thing that I find most interesting about this is the story was written by Ryukishi 07, uh, who is the same person that did all of the um, Higarashi uh, stuff? The Higarashi Umineko, if you know those animes, those visual novels. Well, I can see that the cover is of an anime girl, and right. at the very corners are three other anime people, so yes. Yes, it's an anime thing. Um, those who know Ryokishi 07 should expect this to be a, a very cool mystery style uh, setup. So that is the only reason I brought it up is because that name was attached to the product. That just reminds me that I still need to go play more of the World Ends Club. I haven't even taken that out of the plastic yet. It was good so far. I got like through the first two chapters almost. Yeah, well, I thought about uh, I thought about busting out something like that for the plane ride when I went on my vacation this past week but then i took a book instead Ugh, what a nerd yeah i know paper gross so those are all the previous releases that we missed that were interesting and the upcoming releases that we have to mostly look forward to yeah let us know if any of these games are like a huge must for you or like a maybe eventually for you or a i didn't know that was coming out until i heard this but now i'm interested for you which, at least the former, is probably all of these. Maybe not the second part of that sentence. Uh, sure. <laughs> we also should mention the Weekly Bomb, huh? Yeah, we had some pretty interesting news happen this past week. Well, I mean, one of them is news. The other one is rum rumored news, I guess. It Yeah, it's... Something to talk about. Uh, weekly bomb, where we come up with news items, determine if they are V-bomb or A-bomb. Why don't you lead with the first one there, Zyber? All right, so the first news. Raven Software QA workers win union votes. So Raven Software are one of the companies under Activision Blizzard. They work on Call of Duty games. And so specifically, the quality assurance workers here have voted on joining a union and the vote was uh success out of 30 people 19 voted yes and three people voted no which leaves eight people that apparently didn't vote which yeah could be they were neutral didn't care which is, i guess neutral or weren't able to show up for the i don't know yeah, they apparently still had enough for a quorum so the vote passed yep and this is what I believe this is the second video game related union in America that has been formed in the past year. Oh, is it the second? What was I the... think this is the I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was another group that uh, unionized recently. Uh, Vodio Workers United. Well, I'm seeing articles saying this is the first major union form, but that could just be they don't recall any other unions forming before. 
Well, Vodio Workers United was oh, the first North yeah. American video game studio to unionize. There we go. Following winning campaigns at Tabletop Studios Paizo, Cards Against Humanity, and Voltage Entertainment, which are not all their gaming uh, unions now, but they were not video game unions. So originally, uh, there was a response back from Activision Blizzard saying that they didn't think this was enough people to basically warrant making union stuff like that, which is just false, basically. And also, it's not like it's not like they're making a union for the entire company, let alone the entire Activision Blizzard. This is just for the quality assurance group. Yeah, for their for Raven Softworks specific. Yeah, which is fine because, like, when I used to work at a deli at a grocery store, like the the deli had a union, the meat department had their own union it's completely fine for individual groups to have their own union in a company yeah within their their specific quote-unquote like um department i guess yeah so So considering interesting sorry (laughs) it's an interesting development considering all of the stuff going down with activision blizzard and their uh recent purchase um yes uh, article also says a union push is also underway at Keyword Studios BC, which is previously supported by Aware's QA efforts. So yeah, it, more it's more unions, I like it. Good. It's it's interesting that this is happening specifically within quality assurance teams at these places. I wonder what <laughs> wonder what that's about. <laughs> well, I could easily imagine QA teams feeling un unappreciated, unappreciated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because, like, you know, two things that make people want to quit are being unappreciated and not getting enough money, which is yeah. honestly a part of being unappreciated if they don't think they gain what they deserve. Yeah, and, and QA happens basically at the tail end of development where they're trying, most most publishers are trying to get the game out the door. And so they're just ignoring possibly a lot of stuff that QA finds. Plus, I mean, with the prevalence of day one patches and and all those kinds of post release bug fixes and all, I'm I'm sure it's just a headache for QA workers to do all that kind of stuff. The game's already gone live, and you're still having to do a bunch of bug fixes. Ugh. That sounds like a one way ticket to unappreciatedville. Yep. So well, I I will call this the bomb. I think more QA and even outside of QA people should get union. I mean, as an IT person, I feel like IT people need to get unions. I don't think we have any. Let's let's union everything. Tech in general is very um, ignored on the union front in North America. And I think what's great about this particular is how much we've recently been hearing in the past well, I was going to say like five years, but it's been a while with the crunch times and the painful development cycles. And it's good to see that workers will be getting some form of protection when it comes to video games, which hopefully will uh, trickle down into just better releases for us, the consumers on these games themselves. We need to stop caring about how quickly a game comes out and more about how How good it is when when it comes out that they're not just burning for people to get it out. Yeah, I mean, and and especially when we see historical historical problems with a game is not good on launch, which means that, like, people say, oh, well, No Man's Sky is good now. Okay, but they missed their window. Oh, Sea of Thieves is good now. Okay, again, they missed their window. Yeah, besides when games just have natural expansions that come out, it's always weird when, like, journalists have to update the reviews for games because of huge quality fixes yeah i mean even final fantasy uh 14 with the the change between the original final fantasy 14 and realm reborn which reworked the entire game that (laughs) that one feels a a little bit more natural because mmos are expected to have those kinds of you know games as service style changes throughout but yeah then you have like halo infinite on the other hand which is also a games for service and it's just like well how long do you have to wait for it to be good? Although it is getting better. Yeah. 
I prefer a you know a workable product on release, and uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully these kinds of works will help uh, trickle down into us seeing that. <clears throat> Indeed. The second article that we pulled up is another stage in the great acquisitioning, Zyber. It is an uh, interesting stage. Uh, yeah. Plenty of people are coming out saying that uh, EA is looking to sell itself or merge with another company. Yeah. Which is which is not necessarily uh, new. There has been past times fairly, where EA... Fairly credible. Yeah. Can, they had been looking to merge with comcast in their um nbc universal subsidiary uh which did end up that deal fell apart honestly but... that is the last company i would want to be oh doing video game stuff i mean it's ea and comcast come on that is a two pair... two wrongs don't make a right Dave. i didn't say it made a right i said <laughs> it was a pair that is well suited for each other <laughs> Just yes. awful, awful companies, in my opinion. So, I mean, um, it's it's interesting that EA is like this because, like, they're not necessarily a huge powerhouse, but they're considered, like, you know, a powerhouse of the video game industry. They're, like, similar to, like, similar to Square Enix, where they're huge publishers and such, and they, they got the market on sports games. Definitely huge publishers. However... We do have to be aware of the fact that, for instance, they recently lost the exclusive contract with Lucasfilm slash Disney for the Star Wars licensed games. Wasn't that like five years ago? It's still fairly recent in the grand scheme of things. Like, I'm pretty sure that's probably part of what started their talks with Comcast. They have been losing a lot of their different sports uh, goals, like with how they, they, they now are having to rename their FIFA line of games to some other name because licensing just the name fifa in the title was like gonna cost them 500 million dollars or something absurd like that if i were i saw that headline at some point um wish i had thought to pull that up but i didn't think we were going to talk about it but like yeah they've been ea has actually been taking a couple of losses here and there recently so kind of adds up that you know they're looking to do some shake-ups and then the report also claims that Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard has been a main driver for EA desire to sell. They're probably all like, whoa, we can make that much money by being sold? Probably. If, if, if Blizzard could do it, what about what about us? Uh, the, or, you know, the Sony, the Sony purchase of Bungie, etc. Yeah, that's also mentioned. Or in this quote, others say that EA is primarily interested in a merger arrangement that would allow EA CEO... Andrew Wilson to remain as CEO of the combined company, which I'm just like, well, that doesn't feel like a good thing for whatever company they'd merge with. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting negotiating point when it comes down to it, which I bet was probably part of why the old NBC Universal deal fell apart. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're going to merge with a different kind of entertainment company, I don't think the video game company should be the one that stays in charge. Of the entire thing, I mean. Yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see how EA's efforts to sell themselves go forward, considering all of these factors. Because I mean, it's um, tricky for me. Like, you know, if they want Microsoft or something huge like that to buy them, like, well, do you, are you going to just keep doing the same stuff? Will the company that buy you want you to keep doing the same stuff, or would you rather they? take control of, of a leash basically in which case oh now the company has to deal with you i'm not really sure if, yeah. <laughs> i'm not really sure if any of them is uh the right choice for a company wanting to buy them yeah and of course all of this is still basically rumors because of you know the spokesperson oh we you know we don't we don't comment on uh rumors and speculation when it comes to mergers and acquisition you know the basic line of we don't comment on rumors and speculation. We are proud to be operating from a position of strength and growth with a portfolio of amazing games built around powerful IP made by incredibly talented teams. And wow, I'm assuming they type this out and then just come up with this out of their mouths. No, it's a whole bunch of PR speak is what it is. We see a Everything's very bright great and we're doing ahead. fine. We're not selling ourselves because we're struggling. We're selling ourselves because other Because reasons. money. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't need Good to struggle and need to sell money. We can be quite successful and still want to sell money. Yeah, so if EA does end up getting in, into some manner of purchase deal, that will be another step in the great acquisitioning, combining a whole bunch of video game companies all under very small umbrellas. And let's be honest, it's EA. They're not... They don't have a great reputation for a reason. Yeah. So we'll see how that <laughs> plays like, out. Just the concept of this is just kind of a bomb to me because, yeah, I really can't see any good thing coming out of anything no. of EA being bought or merged with or whatever. No. It's just all I... like the only thing I can see is if they just crash and the remains go somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, I get sold off in bankruptcy or whatever. Because like they they still have you know happen. studios underneath them like Battle and stuff, and it's like there there was good there, and then EA took control of it. Yep. Frankly, I yeah, I would honestly be more interested in seeing EA sell off some of their studios like how Square Enix recently did, yeah. than seeing EA itself completely bought up as as its entirety. You know, there's actually news that Square Enix is thinking of making new studios. And it's like, what? Yeah, I saw <laughs> I saw those articles too. It's hey, let's sell off a bunch of our studios and then make new ones. Hmm. Makes no sense. Not sure what's going on there. But I agree. I would say overall this is probably a bomb. What do you guys think? Is this just corporate speculation that isn't actually real? Do you care at all? Let us know. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you even care? <laughs> Very good question. Are you actually an EA fan that would be disappointed if they got sold? Does EA have fans? Ooh, got them. Well, apparently they have, what, <laughs> half a billion or whatever the spokesperson was saying. Yeah, a network of more than half a billion players. That's really not hard to do anymore these days, let's be honest. I can make bots have half a billion fans. I mean, whenever they purchased up a bunch of stuff like the good, you know, Bioware and, and all them other studios, yeah, okay, you've got a large portfolio, so you are just going to have a lot of players spread out across all those games. Cool. Good good for you. Yay for us. Alright, uh, I'm bored of this conversation. Let's talk about something else. Alright. Hey, did you know that Taco Bell has the Mexican pizza pack? Oh, did that finally actually get released back? I know that they had been talking about doing it. Is it is it out now? Yeah, so like I had like two days to get it before it officially came out, and then it came out like a day or two after that. And I got a free one because they just gave everyone with the app a, a free Mexican pizza. Just like, hey, remember this? And this time it was pre-sliced, although terribly. I, 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 I don't uh, get that because I've always gotten my mexican pizzas when i used to occasionally order them back in the day they were always sliced well they gave me a fork and two knives so <laughs> that's silly as well i didn't get any utensils the first time i got it it's always been to me just a, a, a finger food not a not a great one but still doable yeah it was interesting but more importantly they had the toasted cheddar chalupa back and that is so good Hmm. Well, might have you are uh, not amused. Yeah, might have to go back to check out the Mexican pizza and see if it's exactly what I remember from before. Or if they did anything to it when they brought it back, it was slightly better pre-sliced, but I still wouldn't pay four fifty for it regularly. I mean, I obviously did to try it the first time. I guess next we'll have to talk about some. Bomber's notebook questions we have here. Yeah, I didn't uh, didn't have anything else to say about Taco Bell. So, what are our questions? <laughs> All right, first question is from Oshi. What's Oshi. What's your favorite time slash part of the day? E.g., sunrise slash set, golden hour, early morning, midnight. Huh. Favorite time part of the day. 
I guess it depends. Is it a work day or the weekend uh, for me? I'm going to assume that she's specifically just talking about maybe atmosphere or something. Like, you know, just you're outside and it's this time of day. Are you enjoying it? Do I have to be outside? Yes. Otherwise, you won't know what time of day it is. Part of day. I got a cyber. I got a watch. Okay, I know what time it is. You don't know when the sun rises every day. Yeah, I do, because I've also got a smartphone, Zyber. Yeah, take that. Hey, Alexa, exactly. where's the sun? Where's the sun? sun is in the sky. Oh, it's in the center <laughs> of our solar system. Oh, man, wish I had known that All right, thank before you. I looked at my watch. <laughs> um, favorite... Oh Alexa, my goodness. she's still going. <laughs> I I think probably somewhere in like the late evening, maybe not quite all the way to golden hour, like a little bit before golden hour. What maybe is a bit after golden hour? What is golden hour? It's like the uh, that that the time before sunset, whenever the sun's still going down but not actually setting and you got that golden glow oh yeah that's nice unless you're driving towards the sun yeah i hate that because there was definitely a point in my life where in the morning i was driving towards the sun and the evening i was driving towards the sun <laughs> awful yeah I hate aw- awful and then you know the winter came and i was driving in the dark both ways also awful yeah like whenever i worked out in the middle of the desert and if I worked night shift, it was drive home towards the sun in the morning and then drive to work towards the sun in the evening. I said, like, when you said you worked down the desert, I just imagine you, like, just drive to the desert, pulling out some weights and just randomly working out. No, I worked out in the desert. I didn't work out in the desert. I'd say that I really like the sunrise when, like, I'm not deprived of sleep and they're you know, like like camping kind of sunrise. I really enjoy that. I don't like the sunrise when I'm still awake. No, from, the last, from last it's night. Just so good. <laughs> it's like it's just like you got that coldness, but then the sun is there warming you up, and it's so nice. Yeah, but if you've been up all night, that just means that the sun is rising, and you've been up all night. Maybe it's just because I'm a lizard person or something. It just seems really nice. Yeah, when I. I I like to sleep in while camping, but then you're in a tent and the sun's up and it's like 10 a.m. and hot already. You got neighbors eating lunch being all like, did anyone ever leave that tent? Yeah. Hey, I'm camping. I'm on vacation. (laughs) Leave me alone. I'll get out of the tent whenever I feel like it. I was like Haley and me. We were were sleeping until like 8 or 9 instead of, you know, actually getting up to go to the convention as early as possible. Yeah, especially if there's nothing cool going on early, like whatever. Yeah, in general, like they had like five events going on at a time, but we didn't actually care for any of them besides like two things. They had a fall fantasy concert and that was great. Oh boy, of course. All right, well, we hope that answers your question, Oshi. Um, I'm not sure what the answers were, but hopefully that was them. Mine was Sunrise and Diggs was... Whenever he's like sun- a, he's awake, sunset ish, I guess. Uh, we'll just a- ask answer one more question. This one's from Nemi, and it is talk about your favorite rice related memory? Question mark. Rice related memory? Huh. What an interesting question. I know. Um, after we moved into this apartment, <clears throat> and I was making the leblanc curry based on persona 5's curry it was oh, oh it was really good it's like a japanese curry so it's really sweet and so i was making that and it's like all right time to make the rice and then i found out that our rice cooker broke at some point since the last time i used it before the apartment move and so then we had to you know use a pot and stuff but you know just in general it's like yeah i'm making curry and rice it's so good i do like curry and rice i one of and also, it's think, like a friend group party kind of thing. Yeah, friend group party is nice. I think my 
current favorite rice-related memory is probably making the onigiri that I did for the nori month of Club Sandwich. Um, it was myself, a rumor, and our other friend Art, um, <clears throat> all making little rice balls. Yeah, see, I also made like onigiri and then later on sushi, but it's not that memorable to me because it was annoying and looked like crap. It tasted Isn't fine, onigiri? but... Onigiri is fun. I, I definitely plan to make uh, that again. In fact, I just earlier, I believe it was yesterday, purchased some red bean paste so that I can make red bean nice. filled. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I have the, the Zelda unofficial cookbook, and there's a Discord server for it, so I'm on that. And so, like, people post pictures of the things they make, and one of them is the meaty rice balls. And I am just so jealous of the freaking perfect rice balls they make. I'm just like, how on earth do you make a rice ball triangular shaped? I just don't get it. Yeah, I that was actually the unofficial cookbook was the <clears throat> same one that, that I was using to put together those on the Geary that I made. Nice. Yeah, pretty nice. I just uh, followed a generic only rice ball making thing and then used cooked shredded chicken because we had it. Nice. So Well, Nemi, that is some of our favorite rice-related memory question marks. There was also back at the freshman year of college there was the stew the student union or whatever the stew they had a like fried chicken wrap that had like fried rice in the wrap and it was delicious so i liked eating that and that was that's a good memory of of eating that rice wrap I mean, most most of my <laughs> rice memories are good because rice is good. Yeah, rice is good. Love rice, much better than pasta. Unless, well, what about like um, orzo? I don't know what that is. It's like uh, pasta shaped like rice. No, no, right? I don't know. Isn't that what it's called, orzo? I haven't had pasta shaped like rice, so I wouldn't know either way. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, also known as risoni. Riz, riz, rice risoni, bread. not risotto. Risoni. Riz, uh, that's Rizzo. what I said. Risoni. Yeah, that's what I said. Rice aroni. No, that's rice. <laughs> it's it's rice, but noodles, pasta, flour, rice made from flour instead of from rice. <laughs> I think I'd rather have the grain from rice. What? All right, next question. So we actually have time <laughs> for the third question. This one is from Melon Senpai, and it is: Will Melon Senpai be the interim third bomber? Probably not. No. No, I mean, our interim third bomber is going to be uh, whoever we pull in for our guest spots. Which uh, look forward to next week's episode for the first guest appearance of season four. Hopefully. What do you mean, hopefully? I mean, there's always cancellations. Who knows? Let's not be... They, let's, I, I didn't let's, plan anything. What are you talking about? Stay positive and cancel those plans. And next week, we'll have a guest <clears throat> who will... Will next week's guest be the interim third bomber? Also, probably not, because we're just going to cycle people through on guests. Well, then they're just all interim third bombers. That's That's how interim works. Oh, is that what that word means? Yeah, it, it basically just means temporary. I thought it was like someone that you bring on, but you don't pay the money, and then they get to put it on their resume. No, no, that's an intern. Oh, right, all right. Well, I hope that answers your question, Melon Senpai. Yes. Uh, you're you're welcome. All right. Well, uh, so that was Bomber's Notebook. Well. Sure was. And next is the Minish Recap, where we talk about things Ooh. we've done. And we've had two weeks to do things. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. You were, I mean, you were <laughs> on vacation, right? What did you do? I went out to Utah and wandered around in the desert and the canyons. Did you work and it out? Was great. 
No, I did not work out in the desert. I did go for walks. So I guess if you consider walking around and hiking and stuff to be workouts, then yes. Some people do. Well, there's certain then... people that post hiking stuff in the Ring Fat Adventure chat, so. Well, to the certain people that consider that to be working out, then I did work out. But it was nice. Saw some really cool scenery. Uh, canyons, canyon walls, a waterfall, which was really cool. In the desert. Wow. In the desert. I uh, went to, there was a local, like, museum park where they had a, a butterflyery. I don't know what to call it. Like a butterfly garden butterfly type thing. Butterfly garden, yes. Yeah. And uh, a, a little like field museum type thing for dinosaur type stuff because as we know utah is well known for its dinosaur quarries and that was kind of cool because one of the things that they had at that museum was they were actually processing uh some of the fossils that had been pulled up from the local digs so while we while we were there um behind the the windows and stuff they were cleaning up some titanosaur fossils and that was neat is that what sunk the Titanic? No, it's it's like um. You know the big four-legged, long-necked dinosaurs are all called. Those are titanosaurs, like Bronchiosaurus. Yeah, those things. Mm. They're because they're big, like a titan, titanosaur. My dad was. So that was neat. My dad was talking about how excited he was for Jurassic World three, and he's like, "Aren't you ready for that cyber?" I go, "No, I." I haven't bothered watching the second one. I don't want to. Yeah, I'm not really thrilled about it either. However, the Dr. Pepper Darkberry, uh, Dr. Pepperberry is partnered with the new Jurassic World film. It is. Also, the, so the Jurassic can't... World roller coaster at Universal Studios is really fun, and Haley will no longer ride it. <laughs> Because it was too fun? Because our seats, our butts were off the seat for at least half the time. That's terrifying. <laughs> that was so good. I don't love the thought of that. I'll tell you that straight up. There's a reason Universal has lockers that we are we are forced to put off our possessions then before getting on a ride. You know, in case we die, <laughs> then they'll be in the lockers. And also so it doesn't fall out of your pocket and kill someone behind you. Oh, that makes more sense. It's probably both. It's definitely both. Yeah, let's go with both. So yeah, my vacation was was a good time. I very much enjoyed it. Was it just you? Nah, it was me and some other friends. Mm. So we had a little little group wandering around hiking and stuff. It was fun. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> just one, nah. just wandering around like little kids off their leashes. Nah, it's fine. Needed. I mean, I made it back, right? <laughs> you did. <laughs> I mean, I made it back, right? We we lost Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. Yeah, well... He didn't make it through the blasting zone. The blasting zone? I was like, where are we going with this? Where yeah, are we going with the, anything? I don't know what's happening right now, I'll be honest with you. Well... I also, I also when I got back... Um, because I was so drained and didn't feel like doing anything, I just lazed on my couch and watched television. So I was watching the new DuckTales uh, that they that had come out, what, like five years ago or so? Yeah, new quote-unquote. It finished like two years ago, um, one year yeah, ago. well, it's new compared to the first DuckTales. Well, it's not new compared to the DuckTales yeah, after that one. What, is there one after that not one? Not yet. Exactly. Unless you count seeing Scrooge McDuck in the Chip and Dale movie. I do not. <laughs> but it's, it, yeah. So that's what I, that's basically it. It's a good show. Vacation, vacation and being lazy with DuckTales. How, how far did you get? Oh, like six episodes in, ten episodes in, like not exceedingly far. You gotta like keep not watching. Even out of, not even out of season one, so. Gotta keep watching. Yeah, I guess so. There'll be more background noise in the future while I'm cleaning the house or something. I don't know. As soon as we got back from 
the comic convention, first thing we did was watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the movie. Oh, uh, boy. I don't really want to watch that, I'll be honest with you. Okay, but see, like, we saw the trailers and stuff, and we're just all like, this reminds us of Shadow the Hedgehog. We want to see that kind of edgy disaster. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it was a disaster. It actually wasn't. It was like, you know, not terrible, and it wasn't amazing. It was just like that nice level of nice. I just, I feel like I can't trust your judgment anymore on these things. (laughs) I mean, if you look at what other people say, they basically say the same thing. Well, I don't, maybe I don't trust their judgment either. Whatever. It's like, uh... Well, I, I have seen that, um... Didn't they put in the, like, pre-edit Sonic or something like that? They did, which, like, honestly, he was more, like, designed better than some of the other characters. But, like, they kept kept focusing on, like, oh, they hated me because of my teeth. And I'm just like, yeah, that's the reason. There was more than just that. (laughs) But, no, like, Chip and Dill themselves, it's just like, well... So Dale is CGI, so that actually looked decent. But like Chip was like this weird 3D cell shaded model instead of actually drawn 2D. So whenever they mm. drew characters in 2D, it's like, wow, they look so much better than Chip. Yep. You got to commit. If you're going to do old school 2D, do it with the hand drawn. Come on. Yeah. Oh, no, but he's the main character. He's going to be in so much of the show. Well, then don't make the movie if you can't commit to the base concept of the movie. Come on. Yeah, because, like, even when they showed, like, the earlier stuff where both Chip and Dell were supposed to be 2Ds, they were, like, having them dance around in a room, and they're their 3D cel-shaded model, and all the other characters are 2D. I was just like, wow, they're the worst-looking characters in the scene. And it makes them stand out. Yeah. Come you gotta you gotta really stick to your guns on your premise there. But other than that, I thought it was fine. Yeah, they just kinda had a cash grab of just throwing in everything they can. They had Jimmy Neutron's hair in a scene for some reason. Just the hair? Well, like it was a it was basically like pieces of a bunch of characters, like they had Sora's hair as well. That's confusing, because Jimmy Neutron is Nickelodeon, not Disney. They had a lot of non-Disney stuff, which, huh. you know, is, you know, it's supposed to be like Roger Rabbit. They had Roger Rabbit in it at one point. It's supposed to just be That's... every possible cartoon thing. That's pretty good. Yeah, but unlike Roger Rabbit, where, like, the tunes were basically existing for the sole point of entertainment... Uh, in this movie, like, a lot of the tunes want to go in their entertainment, but not all of them do. So, like, uh, in the present time of the movie, Chip is a, uh, whatever, insurance per seller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. But, yeah, I think it's worth a watch. Hmm. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'll sit down with it at some point. It's good. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's stuff we talked a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go watch Chip and Dale. Go go eat the Mexican pizza. Both of them have referenced Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Oh, the Mexican pizza and Chip and Dale. Yes. Wait, no, really? The Mexican pizza referenced Sora from Kingdom Hearts? Yes, Taco Bell did made a little rap to advertise the Mexican pizza, and one of the lines oh, was, no. key, to the, key to my heart like Sora. Oh, no. Taco Bell, why? <laughs> Talk, Taco Bell's all like... Taco Bell, why? I mean, what we're finding out here is that a lot of Kingdom Hearts fans have grown up and decided that they want to <laughs> put their love of Kingdom Hearts into their work. I think what we're finding out is that the Venn diagram of Kingdom Hearts fans and Taco Bell fans is uh, a circle. Not quite a circle. Not quite a circle, but there's a lot of overlap there, apparently. Oh, boy. Yeah, it seems a lot more jarring compared to, like, you know, the Arby's video game reference stuff they do. Well, yeah, because they do that specifically in, like, Twitter posts and stuff and not in an actual commercial. Yeah. 
So it's different. I feel like you have a lot more leeway when it comes to social media <clears throat> posting. I ran out of raspberry tea, so I went back to drinking this Mountain Dew, and it's still just like, uh, disappointing. Yeah, it's like mm. I'm probably gonna finish it, but it's gonna take a while. Unless you just chug it. Well, hopefully the ones in the fridge that'll be colder will be, taste better. May it may actually taste like frost. Head on, head on over to Patreon and become a friend of the show to listen to Zyber chug the rest of this Mountain Dew. All right, here we go. 